Hey everybody out there listening to this podcast, the Wokeville USA podcast. I am going to be, uh, first of all, I want to say uh, sorry for the long layoff. Um, been trying to wrap my head around what's going on uh, with everything in politics right now. Uh, it's insane, uh, some of the stuff we're seeing. But um, I want, today, I wanted to talk about some of the stunts, and I will call them stunts, pulled by the Democratic Party in these days leading up to the election. Um, first and foremost, the latest by uh, Nancy Pelosi, who now says it's imperative. Days leading up to the election, of course the timing here isn't at all a coincidence, but uh, that we need to have an amendment to have an oversight of the president's cognitive ability, from what I'm understanding. So let me get this straight. The woman who has a tenuous grasp on her own cognitive ability is going to propose and start by saying it's not about this president, um, an amendment to have oversight of the president's cognitive ability. Am I understanding that? So their own, their own, their own party's representative uh, or nominee, I should say, for president um, is 80 years old, okay, or thereabouts, has shown immense difficulty at times with keeping his own cognitive ability and keeping the facts straight and keeping track of the conversation, um, keeping all of that straight. He's had tremendous difficulty. So... I'm not sure what the game plan is here, other than to just throw a wrench, obviously, into the political process. Um, Again, I don't know what they're trying to distract from, because obviously this is ridiculous. I mean, it's, 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 the timing of it, of course, is suspect. Um, The content of it, of course, is suspect. But again, just one of many stunts um, the Democratic Party is pulling, um, you know, in the media, of course, with the aiding and abetting of the media behind them 100%, because that is their political tool to wield um, at the American people. We all know that the, the media is 100% behind the Democratic Party. Um, don't know why, but they've somehow they've 100% decided to join forces with the Democratic Party. Okay, that's obvious. But in addition to that... Um, now we're talking about the debate, okay, with Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. Kamala Harris is a terrible debater, okay, that's obvious and incredibly apparent through what we saw during the debate. Um, you know, she she's very awkward, you know, and Mike Pence is so calm, so collective, he's so concise, he's just a great debater. Now, the fact that she is a poor debater means that she has to then be defended by the media. And how do they do that? Well, they say that he was mansplaining to her. Okay. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's such a BS term. Okay. Um, Listen, if you're running for the vice president of the United States of America, you're either going to be one of two things, okay? And you can't, they, they, they're not mutually exclusive, okay? You don't get to pick and choose which one you're going to be at what particular time. You're not running for comptroller, okay, of BFE town, 
Okay, you're running for the vice president of the United States. If you can't handle it, then you shouldn't be vice president of the United States. If the media has to come to your aid to say, look how you were being attacked, can you imagine when you have to face real problems, real situations? At any rate, so what she's not realizing, apparently, or maybe she is and the media isn't, is that she's in a political debate. When you're in a political debate, um, it's not going to be pleasant, okay? The, the idea that your opponent is going to somehow make it easy for you is not the idea. Now, either she's going to be a wilted flower or she's going to be this tough customer that the media says she is. Which one is it? She can't be both. You can't say she's this tough customer and then run to her aid when she faces a difficult you know, challenger like Mike Pence, which he is. I mean, let's face it. He is calm, cool, collective. The man is currently the vice president of the United States. She is not. Quite, let's not even talk about her qualifications, okay? Because she has none, basically. She was a terrible attorney general in the state of California. She, even worse senator. Um, <clears throat> she did more to hurt the black community in California than anyone. She imprisoned more black people in the state of California than anyone. So I don't want to hear about how she's this great pioneer or possibly... Because we all know if, she, if Biden does get elected, she's going to be the president. Biden's not going to be the president, okay? He's going to get he's going to get run over, and AOC and Kamala Harris and that other lady from Minnesota or Wisconsin, whatever, they're going to run him over, okay? They're going to take away the presidency from him, and they're going to implement themselves. We all know that to be the case. <clears throat> do we honestly think this woman is qualified to do that? Absolutely not. I don't. What qualifications does she have other than being an incredibly... Uh, awkward debater, which is all we've really seen from her. I mean, she's, she smiles a lot and that's great. And she's kind of awkward. She moves around weird. But aside from that, what policies has she implemented that have positively affected the base of the Democratic Party? And by base, I mean, let's talk about the minority groups. Let's talk about African Americans. She has done nothing but hurt them. Yet they, I, I know, and I, I, we all know that the overwhelming majority of the, of the vote from the African-American base is going to go to the Democratic Party. You must ask yourself, why? Why is that? Why generation after generation are you continuing to put people in the White House who do... Name one president, Democratic president who's helped the African-American community. I'll wait. They haven't, okay? They don't. They implement policies and procedures to basically pacify their base and act like them they're doing them a favor. They're not promoting anything that'll push the progress of, of minority groups forward. Not at all. They pacify them. They basically buy their vote and, and promises and we're going to do this and it's going to be great and in California we're going to give reparations to the last free state to enter the union, which I, to, I don't know how that makes sense. But that's a whole nother topic. Um, I touched on it last time. Um, how, the, how the California... Governor Newsom is the most obvious politician I've ever seen. He wants to introduce reparations in a state that has always been free. Can someone explain that to me? 
and again, I mean, this is the this is going to be the policy of Kamala Harris and and AOC, and um, I mean, this is Ilhan uh, Omar. This is going to be their whole objective. They're gonna. This is going to be nationwide, by the way. Where do you think that money comes from? Do you think it comes from an imaginary bank account? It comes from the taxpayers. You're paying for it. I'm paying for it. We're all paying for it. None of us partake partook in, in the horrific. Um, events of slavery and Jim Crow, but you know what? We're going to pay for it. Um, how does that make sense? But again, that's not the idea. The idea is to coddle, coddle the entire Democratic base into reliance on the federal government. That has been the stance of the Democratic Party forever. We want you to become reliant on us, and the more you do so, the more likely it is you're going to vote for us. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be reliant on a government. I, I would like to, you know, be independent and, and, and make my own way in life. That is not the view of the Democratic Party. Your success, your life, your existence is dedicated to the reliance on a federal system that, by the way, they say is corrupt and is terrible and kills people and everything else, um, which is complete nonsense. But they want you to rely on them because they're going to be different. They're going to be different. How? They're not going to be different. Okay. I mean, let's look back. The Democrat, the, the Republican Party, was the party of African Americans. Somewhere along the way, they joined the Democratic Party. And I'm speaking as a whole, as 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 a whole group. Individuals, of course, are going to have their own choices. I certainly hope they vote Republican because, let's face it, the Democratic Party has done zero to help the cause of the African American in this country. Zero. Nothing. They talk a big game, but they never, ever deliver. All they do is pass laws to imprison them, and how is that helping a group that never... The idea that African Americans somehow have to be loyal to the, the Democratic Party is something that's been embedded by the media, that's been embedded by the party, and that if you go outside of that, you are somehow being a traitor. That is complete nonsense. At any rate, here's the Democratic Party in a nutshell. Okay, Leading up to the election, they're going to pull out every trick in the book, every stunt. And we've seen it. Okay, I mean, everything from a fly landing on Pence's head to... You know, Kamala Harris being mansplained to, it's going to be no holds barred. Okay, and we all know that. So what would be nice is that the Republican Party responded. Now, I know with Trump having COVID, that's obviously been a huge obstacle to his campaign. Um, I suspect that in the weeks leading up, he is going to come out guns blazing. Now, do we want Trump guns blazing like we've seen Trump guns blazing? No. By that, I mean he needs to pose tough questions, and he needs to let Biden respond. He needs to let Biden respond, okay? The idea is to put Biden in the spotlight. As long as Trump continues to put himself in the spotlight, it's not going to bode well, okay? Because he is a larger-than-life personality. He can be boisterous. He can be, quite frankly, he can be... Uh, crude at, at certain times with it, the way he presents things. He's not the most articulate president, but what he needs to do is is deliver a concise, con, con, a concise, concise, 
clear question to Biden, let Biden answer. Let him answer. Let him dig his own political grave, if you will. Biden doesn't know what's going on, okay? He's hidden his bunker for weeks because why should he put himself in harm's way? Because he's going to win the election as long as he doesn't get in his own way. Trump's responsibility to his to himself, to his campaign, to the American people to become president is in the coming weeks, put Biden on the spot and then step away. Pose a question, make him answer it and not skirt the issue like he did with the Supreme Court, which we all know he's going to pack. I mean, let's be honest. Biden is going to pack the Supreme Court. He's going to add states to the union so those states can vote democratically. I mean, these are all ploys. These are all stunts of the, of the Democratic Party. So, again, they're always going to look for a way to circumvent the norms, okay? The norms that you and I know as a country, they're going to, they're going to find ways to, to meet their agenda. Trump needs to get out of his own way and let Biden run himself over. That's exactly what needs to happen. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the podcast. I'll be back very soon. I do apologize for the layoff, um, but it will not uh, it will not be such a large window in between podcasts in the future. And it will become I will be back very soon. And uh, go out there and make it a great day.